Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. All right, everybody, welcome uh, today to Life in 22 Minutes. And today we have a special guest. We're excited to bring this guest on. We were able to be on his podcast uh, a couple years ago, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, uh, he has an amazing, amazing podcast. He has a great following. He has, I don't know how many episodes, we'll talk about that, oh, but it's a, a lot. lot, a lot. <laughs> but he is uh, Dr. Paul Jenkins. He is from uh, Heber City, Utah, and he now resides in Orem, Utah. He is a psychologist. Uh, we're going to learn about what's the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. And, is that and what all, we're here for? We're going to learn about all these wonderful <laughs> okay. things. And, uh, but his, his, uh, his line is the shrink that expands your life. Hey, welcome, Dr. Paul Jenkins. Thank you, Scott and Becky. Such an honor to be on your show today. Well, thank you. It's, it's a bigger honor to have you here. Well, uh, we've been friends for a lot of years now. Right. And you were guests on my show, as you mentioned, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and what's the name of your show? Let's, let's direct It's called Live it. on Purpose Radio. And we've been running that show since 2007. Since before podcasting was even a yeah, thing. You were the pioneer. You were country before country was cool. Well, somebody told me, you know what? You ought to take your show to a podcast. Because I used to do live radio in Salt Lake City on K-Talk Radio. Oh, nice. And the programming changed for this particular show that I was on. I found out about it on my way to the office. I'm listening to the show, and they announced the programming change. That's how I found out. <laughs> really? And I love it. You guys know this. Yeah, Pot, you can tell it, that you, you love it. And it is so rich to sit down with amazing human beings and hear their story and then share it. There's just something that's really energizing about that. And so it, it had gotten into my heart and mind. And somebody said, well, you can continue your show as a podcast. And I'm like, a what? <laughs> a pod what? I didn't even know what a podcast was. Right, right. And he explained it to me. Um, I had a few really amazing technical people help me get set up with it, and I've been rolling ever since. And so it's, it's fun. a lot of fun. And, and, the, and, and the fun part is also telling a lot of other people about what podcasts are because they don't get it. <laughs> you know, they're, you're like grandma's it's like... catching on. You know, hey, grandma, yeah, we, I do a show. Oh, really? What is it? It's a podcast. Well, how do you do that? Well, yes. you, you know... <laughs> well, the podcast community is growing, and I've had an opportunity just in the last two weeks to be on, I think, three other podcasts, and now this one. So it creates a network and a community right. that is... It's just a lot of fun. Right. And we first met you through the National Speakers Association. Right. Which you are currently serving as the president. The chapter the president the for the Mountain West. Presidente. Yeah, yeah, and he's been doing a great job. Super uh, president. You know what the secret is? You get a really amazing board. Right. And, <laughs> and just get out of their way. Yeah, I have the <laughs> privilege of being on that board. And, and Becky, you serve on our board this you. year. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And doing a fantastic job. It's a lot of fun. So let's dive in here. I want to know about Dr. Paul and what it was like for you growing up 
as Dr. Paul. Well, you weren't Dr. Paul growing up. Growing up (laughs) as Paul and how that led into Dr. Paul. Scott already mentioned that I grew up in Heber. For what kind of town is Heber? Well, it used to be a very small agricultural town. And by small, I'm talking I had third period from my Uncle Harvey, fourth period from Aunt Sherry, fifth period was back in Uncle Harvey's room. You know, do you see yeah. where I'm going with this? And so I couldn't get away with anything. And Wasatch High School at the time was fairly small. I think our graduating class was around 200. Um, and that's all relative. I know people who had yeah. a graduating class of four. You mean it's yeah. all relatives. It's all, And they were all relatives, yes. You know what, you guys? I'm my own fourth cousin. Yeah. I don't know if I have admitted that on a recorded show before or not, but it's actually true. Uh, My third great-grandfather is the same guy on both sides. Oh, wow. So you are. I'm my own fourth cousin. You can go do the math on that. That is funny. I didn't even know about psychology. We did not have psychologists in Heber at the time. We had farmers. And if you ne- if you had a little bit of a problem of some kind, you know, your uh, family would kick in or religious leaders or whatever. But I, I didn't even know about psychology. And then I had some experiences as a young, young adult when I started into school. I, I started um, at BYU as a chemical engineering major. Okay, and that tells you a little bit about the journey that I've taken. You must be good at math. Well, you know, all the math and science came pretty easily to me. And so I figured, you know, as I graduated from high school, uh, I guess I'm supposed to go into engineering. I mean, what else do you do if you're a good student, right? And so I really didn't know much more than that. And then a dear friend of mine ended up being hospitalized for an eating disorder. And I had no idea what that was, what she can to eat or what, you know. Uh, had never heard about bulimia, anorexia, or even really depression or anxiety and how those things contribute. And long story short, um, as I watched her experience and felt what I felt as I was exposed to the field of psychology, it hooked me, and I changed my major, major, and I never looked back until about 10 years ago when I realized, you know what? I'm, I'm loving what I do, but there's more, and I made a shift at that point to positive psychology, which is, is a whole new chapter for me, and this is where the podcasting started, and this is where I, I started to speak and to write books and focus on the positive end of the spectrum. Which is so needed in the world today, which is what kind of le- has led us into doing our podcast, to right. inspire and bring hope. And But what you're talking about is uh, the reality in, in my world of uh, you know labor and, and, and hard work. I was a concrete finisher for years. If I was to you know work all day long and at the end of the day go to the doctor to have him relieve my blisters and to mm-hmm. put salve on them and do all those kinds of things, would I have been better off doing that so I'm ready for the next day or to have somebody give me a pair of gloves that morning that would have mm-hmm. stopped me from having those blisters? I like that. And, and that's where you've changed. You've, you've, you've fixed blisters for so long, and now you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would like to kind of avoid a few. Uh, let's do a little more positive things at the beginning see if we can avoid yes. some of these. And, you know, Scott, you're right. There's a prevention aspect because there's a lot of things that we can do to fortify ourselves against all of the negativity that's happening out there in the world. And 
in addition to protecting ourselves from the possible injuries, I think that there's this this whole realm of psychology that has been ignored by the industry until just recently. Really, it's just been the past decade or so that this is catching on, where we used to focus on what's wrong with you and how can we fix it. And then there's this whole other end of the spectrum about what's right with you and how can we magnify that? How can we bring out the strengths and the resources that are already built into you that can help you to create an amazing life where you're not just okay, you're thriving, you're prospering. And that is a fun place to be. Uh, but one of my favorite things, and I use it a couple of times this last week, was uh, your whole segment on gravity oh, and yes. the truthfulness of gravity, whether mm-hmm. you believe it or not. <laughs> I-, I love that. It's about principles. Uh, principles are natural laws. And they're always on, like gravity. You don't get up in the morning and think, huh, I wonder if gravity's on today. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, honey, could you check the gravity report before you put on your shoes? You just put them on as if gravity's going to work. If gravity weren't on, you wouldn't need them. But you just assume that gravity's going to be on like it always is. And this is what principles are. Principles determine all of life's outcomes, all of them. Now, whether you're aware of those principles or not, that's a whole different story. That's that's a different line of inquiry. And to become aware of the principles that determine the outcomes in our own life helps to put us in a position where we can conduct our life in accordance with those principles. And then all of the outcomes change. So I see people in my office all of the time who are stumbling around or falling off of cliffs or wh- whatever the analogy is, right? right? And And they're like, oh, what is this gravity thing? You know? Well, it pulls down on you every day. So... Let's let's change things in your life to be in accordance with the principles that are causing the disruption in your life. So some it, things it can't change. Everything. You can't change it whether you believe in it or not. I mean, if I if I choose to step off of a cliff, I, like you say, I'm going to go splat. But you could be standing at the top, top of that cliff thinking, yeah, gravity, whatever. I don't believe in that. Yeah. And then take a flying leap, right? <laughs> Gravity doesn't care. It doesn't care whether you believe in it or not. No, you make the same splat as the believers. Yeah. <laughs> or you become a believer on the way down. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. I oh, get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and life does that to us all of the time. I found myself in, in the first chapter of my book. It's called Lightning Strikes. And it's about these things that happen. And you guys have noticed things happen, right. right? And I found myself in one of the most challenging circumstances I've ever been in and wondering to myself, How did I fall to the bottom of this cliff, right? Well, there's principles. I just wasn't aware of them. And as I learned about those principles, I was able to change things in my own life that has allowed me to not fall off of that same cliff again. Oh, there will be others. Oh, yeah, exactly. And and, (laughs) and then you'll have other lessons to teach. Yes. Yes, that's the beauty of it. Life is an amazing classroom that way, isn't it? Yes, it is. Every day, day of learning. Mm -hmm. You talk a lot about, yes, things could be better. But things could always be worse. Always. There, there's certain things, though, that couldn't, couldn't be worse. Like, uh, you, you mentioned Sandy Hook. It, it couldn't be worse than that day. Right? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, you think it can? Uh, don't you? This is the thing. You've heard the phrase, it is what it is, mm-hmm. right? And that can be kind of annoying depending on who's saying it. But all it means is the way things are. What I've learned and observed, and, and part of my job is to, to illuminate the obvious, which is cool if you think about it. I get paid to tell people things they already know. (laughs) That's awesome. But one of the obvious but unnoticed truths is that what it is 
just think about this. What it is, no matter what it is, is always between better and worse. Always. So you mentioned Sandy Hook. We hear about these stories all the time where, where little kids or innocent people are killed or massacred in a public place. What could be worse than that? You know, seven, eight, nine little kids? Well, how about 10, 11, 12 little kids? That would be That'd be worse. worse. Do you agree? Absolutely. So when you ask what could possibly be worse than that, it's a pretty good question. Because when we invite our minds to take a look at what's worse, what we have seems better. That changes how we feel. And as you guys and I both learned together in a recent seminar we attended, that affects your brain chemistry. And it gives you a different tool to work with. Every time you feel gratitude, it gives you a little bump of certain chemicals in your central nervous system, including dopamine, which enacts and enables and activates a different part of your brain than the stress chemicals do, like cortisol or adrenaline. Uh, those shut down the creative centers of your brain. So being grateful for where you are doesn't solve anything. What it does is it puts you in position to solve anything. And that's pretty cool. And you can always get there because what it is is always between better and worse. And you can put yourself in a better position by choice. You've heard that happiness is a choice? Yes. This is why. From a neuropsychological standpoint, this is why that is actually true. So Wayne Dyer was right. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. Well, you've heard the motivational gurus throughout time. Mm -hmm. You know, just think positive. And that sounds like a trite, fluffy kind of an approach to life. It's actually backed up by hard science that when you choose on purpose to see your life as being good, and it is, folks, you think about wherever you are right now. Yeah. And there are ways that you can find the gratitude and you can see that you are richly blessed. A guy on my couch just last week was complaining about his job. You have a couch? I do. Is that awesome? <laughs> I'm a shrink, Scott. You know this. He's complaining going on about his job and his coworkers and this and that. And I had to just kind of pull him out of it. And I said, what? You have a job? And he rolled his eyes a little bit as he realized, oh, yeah, huh? I've got a job. What an amazing problem to have. Yeah. And so you find a way to be grateful for what it is. And then we're not done because we're going to move forward from there and create something. What are we going to create? See, we can go make something even better because we can always imagine something better. Right. I, I love the fact that we get people sending us pictures of twos everywhere they go. Uh -huh. If they stayed in the room 222 at the hotel, they sent us a picture of it. Of course. Or a mile marker or something. You get stories from people that are in their worst situation they're saying it could have been worse mm -hmm. <laughs> not their them. worst situation they're you made a their bad situation. situation better by the concept that you taught them to think oh this is horrible but oh it could have been could, worse could have been worse <laughs> which immediately puts you in a better position absolutely and it doesn't change anything about your life mm -hmm. all it changes is your position or mm -hmm. attitude see mm -hmm. attitude is position Mm -hmm. Just ask an aviator in, right. a, in an airplane. It's the <laughs> position of that plane. Right. Your attitude toward it is something that you can choose. And it doesn't change a blinking thing about the world. Right. The, the world is still doing it's, its still worldly doing thing. thing. Yeah. I, I, I told you um, recently of a guy that I went to a job, and I'm going to do the quick version. 
of a guy who drove home in his car, let his wife out, went down to get the mail and heard something behind him. And he looked as his car's coming down the driveway. Uh, he tries to stop his car and it runs over the top of him, breaking his leg, beating oh. him up pretty bad, goes across the, and if that's not enough that it already hurt him, it goes across the road and hits a concrete fence, which where I come in, cause I sell concrete fences, Yeah, hits his fence and breaks it. So I'm there looking at this fence, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what a horrible day. Yes. You know, you, br- you broke your neighbor's fence. You're sitting here on a, you know, you're having to pay for that now. And you're sitting here on crutches with a broken leg. And he says, oh, my gosh. He says, no, this was such a blessing. And mm-hmm. I said, what? You know, and he says, the day before, there were four girls at a lemonade stand setting up a lemonade right. stand right underneath oh. that tree, right where that car went and hit that fence. And I thought, Dr. Paul has to hear this story. Yes, you texted that to me. <laughs> I just love stuff like that. Yeah, because of the way he thought of it. What a different outcome. Yeah, his, his ability to yeah. uh, just think of the positive and thinking of the negatives. It's Well, we talked about brain chemistry earlier. Whatever brain chemistry you are triggering in your own central nervous system will affect everyone around you. Now, that seems a little mystical or who, but think about it. When you're around someone who's in fight-or-flight mode, does that put you on edge or does that calm you down? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It affects your brain chemistry yeah. too. And, and honestly, I told one of my clients this yesterday. I've been a shrink for 22 years. 22? You cannot shock me. That's why we had That's, you on you know our what show. I mean? 22. I know. I wondered <laughs> if you'd noticed that. that. Yeah, wow. Well, well, okay. okay. Carry on now because we don't want to ruin this story. But. Squirrel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't shock me. Seriously, I have heard some of the darndest crap you can imagine and discovered that from a certain perspective, nothing is a crisis. And when my clients come in and they spill their guts about this or that that's happening in their life, and my response is a confident, okay, we got this, you know, it changes their brain chemistry too. And I don't want to downplay the pain or the difficulty. That guy who got run over by the car, Mm -hmm. it's real pain. Yeah. Just saying. It hurt. And it's real gratitude. I got this same thing from Bob Cattell. He's a mutual friend of ours. Mm -hmm. In fact, you ought to have him on your show. We need to. Um, Bob texted me a little selfie video that he took last January. He was doing a sales training for a big multi-level marketing company down in Mexico. And he texted me this little video. It's him in a hospital. Think about that. A hospital in Mexico. Okay, so the video starts and he says, well... Here I am at the hospital in Mexico. I think I broke my clavicle. My neck really hurts. He's in a neck brace. He's all bandaged up. He says, we only rolled twice. We're pretty blessed. (laughs) What the heck is he comparing it to? Rolling it three times? He says, in fact, when they pulled me out of the car, I said, hey, I'm grateful. I think they took him to the psych ward after that. (laughs) Right? Was he really grateful? Yeah. It's It's real pain. Yeah. And it's real gratitude, and I think that that reflects a a true principle, that if we pay attention to that, yes, the pain in our life is real, and we have a choice about how we're going to look at it, and that changes our brain chemistry, 
And that sets us up for the next step, which is to go create whatever's next. That's awesome. And is there any scientific studies that shows that this positivity when he came out of, when he was in that hospital, that it would make his pain go away faster? Does it heal the body faster to be positive mentally? Yes. Yes. There's my short answer for you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It makes all kinds of difference. Mm -hmm. The chemicals that we're talking about trigger different systems in your body. And when you get into a chronic state of stress and the cortisol overload starts to just wear down every system in your body, including your autoimmune system. Whereas gratitude, dopamine changes the game. So, and I can't quote you the exact studies, but science has been catching up really nicely these last several years with things that the motivational gurus have told us forever. Right. Positivity. Yep. It actually increases not only the, the quality of your life, but your life itself. Longevity, health, autoimmune support. It, it, you name it. There's something out there that people are, are now researching, yeah. and you can look that up. Wow. Choosing happy does make a difference. It does. Yeah, it changes it does. the whole game. Yeah. Well, one of our favorite people, Dr. Paul Jenkins, and we have come to the end of our time. Dr. Paul. 22 minutes comes fast. That's so fast. Thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. You have one last thought that you would like to share with our audience. Just a reiteration of what we've talked about. Happiness is a choice. If you don't see it that way, it's probably because you're stuck in a loop of thinking that can change. Open a possibility to that and live on purpose. Happiness is quite literally a choice. So let's choose it. There you go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.